Hi, and welcome to Finance Matters, a podcast brought to you by UVA Finance, UVA's trusted financial partner. Finance Matters is a podcast series where we bring you bite-sized thoughts, stories, and inspiration in the hopes that they'll be useful to you. On this road, we're all on to do our best and be our best in the realm of financial matters here at UVA. We're back today, Patty and I. Um, Patty Marbury of Finance Outreach and Compliance and Brandy Van Ormer of SANE to talk about, again, change. But this time, the twist on it is the idea that we all have our own very personal individualized reasons for feeling a little queasy when it comes to change. Yeah. We talked about change with our podcast on Who Moved My Cheese. Um, And as we were talking about that, we realized that we wanted to talk a little bit more about kind of dealing with individual change and how, as people, we need to think about what are the things that cause us to to resist change. What are those? um, It's different for everybody. But there are lots of things that are kind of consistent um, about change that many people experience. And so we talked about, at that time, about let's do another podcast on change and kind of with a focus on dealing with it from an individual perspective. And it's really helpful just even in the process of going through, Patty's presented on this topic before, so even just going through her notes and her presentation and thinking about the things that... The, those common threads, those mm-hmm. reasons why we can resist change personally, I was thinking, yeah, man, that's good. it's good to see those again and good to remember that those are common things because with them being personal responses, mm-hmm. you often leave it at that. It's yeah. my personal thing. And so you can get the idea that maybe no one else feels the way about it that you do. Mm-hmm. And the more that you feel like, this is my truth and it's just there inside my head, the less you think it's something that you can change or something that even should change. Yeah. But once you identify those things and think about why you think that way and what you could do to maybe get out of that mindset, it's very, very freeing. Well, and, and we talked about, as we were preparing for this podcast, you and I were talking about some of the changes that each of us have gone through individually. And when I was preparing this presentation a few years ago, and I've had to add a few more things to it, but I've I've thought about all the changes, um, some large, some small, that just personally that I've been through here, and when I say personally, I mean me, um, not in my personal life, changes there too, but just in my work life here at UVA. And I started at UVA in 2000, so I've been here um, almost exactly 18 years wow. to do the math. <laughs> it's a good thing I started in 2000. So since then, I've had four different jobs. Actually more if you count jobs that I had you know, without leaving the organization, just like right. a new job. So four different job change. I've had nine managers in 18 years um, and 14 office changes. That's a lot of change. In 18 years. <laughs> And and for you would think that maybe like um, the job change or the manager change would be the most unsettling, but sometimes the sometimes office change. Sometimes it's the office change, right? And and, and so and although I've kind of grown to look at that as a good thing, gives me a chance to clean up. So, um, but still, when we think about changes that we're dealing with on a on a both, I mean, we can think about the changes we deal with 
in our lives, which are significant. Um, having children or getting married or moving or um, children, in my case, going off to college and children getting potty trained. It's very right. positive change. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we think about those things, and those are big. Um, and then in the work, in our work life, we think about things like a change in even your job description can be unsettling. Yep. Or a change, obviously, in your manager. Um, or if you move to a new team and have new colleagues, or you get a new colleague on your team, um, you change your offices, you, you have a new system coming on board, um, you have a reorganization of your department, a new job, budget cuts, all these things create change that we have to deal with on a daily basis in our work life. And so, so when I think about change, I think, oh yeah, we definitely need to talk about it because it isn't just something that happens as we think of it as like finance transformation or the, the HR transformation that you've just been to, through. This, these kinds of changes are happening every day on a daily basis. They are, and it does not have to be a big initiative. And um, the example that popped into my mind when you started talking about that, that many people will probably relate to, is the fact that here at Carruthers Hall, we've never had to worry about parking. Oh, right. Until suddenly. Right. And this will start again, I'm sure, when... Um, classes are back in session that what parking is going to be an issue and I'm going to have to maybe think about parking somewhere different or think about the time that I leave and arrive and (laughs) I have known people that will not take a different job even if it meant more money because of the parking situation Um, and because they'd have to park in a different lot or because they'd have to take a shuttle or things like that I relate to that. I can I can yeah. imagine that that's that's we're, hard. Yeah, we're not going to get too judgy, but oh um, yeah, I'm not I'm not <laughs> yeah. judging because I no, totally no no I didn't mean that. Yeah. Like, uh, but there but clearly though with that example there was a lot at stake. It was maybe career advancement. It was more money. It was all yeah. the things that come with that. Right. And that was what was at stake. And the person made a judgment on all those things and decided that what was most important was the time or money that the parking involved and that's we don't know all the circumstances so that's fine but it does kind of help us segue into our first overall point is that change yes change happens all the time and sometimes the stakes are not that high like Mm -hmm. changing your office or whatever but sometimes the consequences of avoiding change are pretty big yeah so consequences of avoiding change can be pretty big um, we talked about in our in our Who Moved My Cheese podcast, we talked about some of the organizations. And, you know, I know this is a company, and we talked a little bit about this last time, but we think about what happens if you avoid change and dig in your heels and say, I'm not going to change, I refuse to change. Um, and think about what, I mean, what happens as you become irrelevant. Irrelevant. Yeah, we and were talking companies about companies have become irrelevant, but people can too. Nobody went to the blockbuster this weekend and rented a movie, did you? Yeah, that's right. No, you didn't. Right. <laughs> so, so with blockbuster, they by the time they figured out the streaming business, Netflix already had the monopoly on all that business. They already had the client list. People aren't going to have two subscriptions when they can get everything they want with one, and so. Blockbuster ended up going out of business because they didn't see the change quick enough. And I don't know their, you know, the business. I don't I haven't studied that as a case study or anything like that and probably won't, but um 
But my guess is that they, and I don't know if they dug in their heels, so I don't know if it's a perfect example of that, but it is a good example of, for whatever reason, if you resist change, you will become irrelevant. And with those kind of stakes, it's easy to see that the risk of not changing is actually greater than the risk of making the change. Mm -hmm. And I think you know, we're gonna actually get to this with the, one of the first reasons that people personally resist change, that that fear of what happens if you change, mm -hmm. it seems so risky, Yeah. but you risk even more if you, yeah. if you stay the same. Yes, absolutely. And then the other thing is, and so there's, the, there's this um, issue of, a very, rare, very real issue of becoming irrelevant. But there's also the issue of giving up opportunities. Yep. And so both things are true. Um, you can stay relevant, that's possible, because you could, you know, there may, there may be a need for whatever you're still doing and whatever you, you know, had the opportunity to do. Um, that you chose not to, right? it's possible. But what opportunities are you giving up if you refuse to go to that new job because you don't want to lose your parking space or because you're so comfortable with that, your environment of where you're working or your office or who your manager is? If you're so afraid of that, what, are you, what opportunity are you giving up? And how much have you maybe deluded yourself? Because if you're making the choice that I'm going to stay where I am, and I'm speaking from personal experience, so don't, don't think that I'm you know, being holier than thou, but if you make that choice to stay where you are because everything's so perfect where it is mm -hmm. right now, you're presupposing that everything will stay as perfect as it That's is right, right then. There are so many things that you can't control that will continue to change. Mm -hmm. Patty and I were chatting as before we started the podcast about um, times in our lives where everything has felt perfect and some big thing happened. You know, we had, you know, you have to move locations, start new jobs, the big sharp turn in your life. And it's easy to look back, hindsight is always twenty twenty, and say, well, actually turns out if I'd stayed, the company that I thought was so great ended up having troubles right after I left. And, you know, our group of friends, they had moved away too. So that wouldn't have been there mm -hmm. also. So change is always going to happen, always. Even when you choose not to participate, it will still happen mm -hmm. around you and it will still affect you. Yeah. So um, really getting into yourself and thinking about your response to that and how you're going to participate with it or not and what keeps you in a state of indecision or fear, it's a useful thing to do. So yeah. as we've talked about before, we're going to talk about thinking about yourself for a little bit and doing the work and getting to the root of some of this. So the, the first cause of resisting change is? Yeah, I think one of the first things that I want to talk about is, is when you think about why, personally, why you avoid or resist change, you know, th think about it, write it down. Probably one of the first things you'll you'll express is some fear. Yeah. Some fear of um, the unknown. So, you know, I had a quote from H.P. Lovecraft, who's a horror, horror fiction writer. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't really know um, H.P. Lovecraft's work. I don't read that much of it, but I know who this person is. And H.P. Lovecraft said, the oldest and strongest emotion of mankind is fear, and the oldest and strongest kind of fear is fear of the unknown. And I think that's really true, because often when we express our fears about anything, it's really the unknown or what's next or what's, you know, 
what it is that we can't like put our hands on that are is and tangible and that we know it's hard to make a leap of faith right like to let go of the edge right and, and there's jump. no guarantees and so it's often what we don't know it's what can't be guaranteed us that we that we fear and I think about like with finance transformation like we don't yet know what that will look like and finance leadership doesn't really know 100% what that will look like. So we're being asked to trust somebody else when they say, I don't know, but it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's hard. Yeah. When you're not sure what's going to happen, it can be really scary. Well, especially when you have to trust others. And sometime we'll have a podcast, I'm sure, about trust. Yes. But, um, but when you have to put your trust in other people... It can become even a little more scary. So number um, one, fear of the unknown. Yeah, so fear of the unknown. So one of the things to maybe help with fear of the unknown is, first of all, write, write down, um, not just fear of the unknown, but write down all your feelings about change, what it is that is bothering you. And then as you listen to this podcast or read about change um, and about dealing with change, then maybe you can identify the areas that, that will help you the most. But um, with regard to... Fear of the unknown. Um, you ever heard of the Curiosity, the the rover? The Mars oh yeah, rover? yeah, yeah. So, what does the Mars rover do? The Mars rover is looking for. We we don't know anything about Mars. No. It's fear of the un. I mean, it's not fear. It's it's the unknown. Yeah, what's out there? And so, kind of think about being the the Mars rover, the Curiosity rover. Um, so replace and Jim Ryan back to wait what. Uh, I love how our podcasts are coming together. We have a thematic but, string going there. <laughs> the, when you think back to that, um, be curious. So rather than fear the unknown, ask questions about it and get more information. So instead of being fearful, um, be inquisitive. To this day, the, yeah. this is the reason why I know so much about weather patterns. Because as a child, I was really, really, really afraid of storms. And I discovered that that was one thing that made me feel better about things was to um, figure out the patterns and watch the weather channel and be able to have the data on where it was and when it would arrive and if are we in the red. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a silly example, but knowing, being able to put your arms somewhat around the, the thing that makes you afraid yeah. helps you be less afraid of it. That is true. So I fear don't. of the unknown and this the second biggie is Fear of failure, or conversely, which is maybe seems kind of perverse, fear of success. Yeah. So of course, people can understand the fear of failure. Um, you you may be afraid that you can't you don't live up to whatever this change is. Maybe it's a new job and you're not feeling super confident about it, um, or it's um, maybe you're not you don't have all the answers and don't know everything you need. You feel like you need to know, and so you feel failing that you're, you'll fail in doing it. Um, but, but also people fear success and it, it, it seems, or can fear success, I shouldn't say it like everybody does, but, um, sometimes it's, it's a feeling of, um, that we don't believe we just, this sounds a little, uh, psychological. I know. know, As as you started to talk about it, I was like, we're getting into deep waters now. Um, sometimes (laughs) it's a a thing that we either we don't think we deserve to be successful or that we think of we we put sort of 
unattractive attributes around people who we believe to be successful. You know, it's kind of an us-them kind of thing. Okay. And we don't really necessarily want to be associated with that. And I don't think it's a... I don't think it's a, it's definitely something that you can say, oh, yes, I fear being successful. Everybody kind of wants to be successful. Right. But when you start to think about it and think about, well, I don't really want to be seen as that or I don't really want to be one of them now, or, then it, you kind of sabotage yourself. Yeah, you sabotage yourself. And I think the point that you made in this whole presentation or cl- curriculum or whatever you want to call it is um, that you set a bar once you succeed at something. Mm-hmm. And so... I think you start fearing, well, this would be a one-off, and then they'd expect this of me all the time. And so, you know, that you you could be setting yourself up for a later failure if you succeed this one time. Right, right. <laughs> like, you can't sustain that success, yeah. maybe. Yeah. And so, to kind of overcome those things, I think the main thing is to kind of just get out of your own head. Um, write it down. Make make sure that you're, you can kind of put words to paper around that fear. Um, the fear of success or fear of failure. And the only way to overcome the fear of fear of failure really is to get in there and, and do it. And as we said, when we talked about confidence, set small goals and start achieving them. Um, don't try to tackle everything at once, get some wins early. And so um, th- those are, but the main thing is to kind of recognize it first. Okay. So staying kind of deeply psychological, um, one of the third reasons that people fear change is guilt. Yeah. So why would change make you feel guilty? Um, sometimes it's, if it's, especially if it's a decision that you've made that you might, and one that will affect other people. So maybe you're a manager mm-hmm. and you're moving to a new job. You realize that that change may affect and let's assume you're a manager that people like. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone but, listening to this podcast is a well-loved person. It's fine. Um, then that, that change may make you feel guilty because you're leaving your team. Right. So those kinds of things. Or you may feel guilty about or feel like you're being disloyal by leaving a company. Um, so those kinds of th- things. People that move often feel guilty yeah, about leaving, leaving their jobs or making their kids move right um, that's a big deal yeah it's, it's, if, if you're a person that puts people's and other people's needs before your own if you're a giver and a nurturer then I can see how you'd be mm-hmm. a person who fell into this right trap right you get afraid of upsetting other people right and so I feel like to, to overcome that is um, really just being honest and transparent and empathetic with how other people how your the change that you're going through not to resist it not to avoid it um but for the for that reason because you feel guilty um but to actually just kind of be open and be able to empathize and talk with people about it you know and I have to laugh at myself sometimes because in as a per (laughs) I'm not a I'm a selfish person in terms of not that I do things for my own personal gain or that I um, am overly focused on myself, but I'm overly focused on myself in a negative way sometimes mm-hmm. in, in relationship to this whole, you know, pleasing people and not upsetting other people. I think that we can sometimes overblow the impact, the negative impact that we have on others. Mm-hmm. Like that if you make a change, are you really going to ruin all your colleagues' lives? 
Uh, if, you, if, you, if you move away, is everyone just, is the whole world going to shatter behind you? And like, right. you'll see a nuclear blast in the <laughs> rear of your mirror as you drive away? No. Sadly, no. The world will move on. Typically, yeah. <laughs> those feelings of guilt are you, you yourself kind of making you, making it all about you when yeah. it's really... And, and so, like, it's not that you're, it, you're selfish in a, a reverse kind of way. You think all the bad stuff revolves around you. Like. Right, <laughs> right. Um, and so I, my feelings about that are really just to, to be um, open and yeah, to communicate, communicate as much yeah. as possible with, with others. Yeah, because you don't, if other people are telling you how they feel about those things, then you can't, you can no longer tell yourself the story of how shattered and defeated they will be. Yes. If you make this change. Yeah. Um, okay, so number four. So the, the next one is um, a lack of confidence. And so, again, this goes to fear failure a little bit, that you may not have, um, you may not feel like you're smart enough or you're good enough. All of a sudden I hear Stuart Smalley. <laughs> you're good enough. You're smart enough. And gosh darn it, people like you. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, so... But if, if those thoughts are in your head, often you think that other people think that same thing. Yeah. And so um, it's just really a lack of confidence. And so... We have a podcast about that. Please see. We, <laughs> we did. Didn't we just have a We did just about? have that one. Um, so kind of resisting change is kind of a way of avoiding that uh, feeling of lack of confidence. So... We, we choose to not move on to that new job or not move on to working in that new system because we're not confident. And so, um, so you know, that's, that creates a, the issue of kind of being stuck. Few people begin any new strenuous or challenging thing super confident. Right. I can't, before the podcast, um, we had been, we had, watched uh, another presentation that Patty was interested in and part of that presentation was a showing a clip of a ballet dancer mm-hmm. an awesome ballet dancer and he just flies around the room like he is not even of humankind yet certainly there was a time when he started that he fell down a lot he probably still does right like to, that kind of confidence doesn't just happen straight out the gate like you, we've said in previous podcasts you have to make small gains mm-hmm. little by little yep all right so number five reasons why you personally i feel like now we're on a game show <laughs> survey says fear of loss or leaving a comfort zone yeah so that goes back to a little bit of our um parking thing you know your comfort zone is yep. your office environment the people you work with, you know where to have lunch every day, um, you know where the microwave is, you yep. know where the dress code is, you know, um, you know, you know where you're going to park. And so, leaving your comfort zone is not necessarily about your comfort of the work that you're doing. You know, that's more about com- in right. my mind about com- confidence. What I think about here about leaving your comfort zone is your physical comfort zone. Yeah, like um, your group of work friends that mm-hmm. you hang out with, and, and so um, it it can be. A number of things, and it can be the the more um, non tangible comfort zone too, the the work that you do and that kind of thing. But um, but for off, often it's very you know very much the, the the what we think of as the smaller physical things, and so um, it's kind of your loss of routine or your safety of you know you know exactly what you're doing from day to day, and so. Um, yeah, I think 
realizing that leaving your comfort zone is actually the only way you're going to develop and grow um, is the best way to kind of overcome that. So just, just look at it differently. And that's easier said than done. But just you have to be willing to leave your comfort zone to grow. Uh, and go back to thinking about what opportunities you, you're giving up. Yeah, absolutely. That you don't even know what good things await that can make you more comfortable. Yeah. And more happy and more pleased and right. more fulfilled. And then one of the other ones is lack of trust. Yeah, we t- talked about that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and I think we already. should maybe go into lack of trust in a more deeply in, t- in another podcast podcast but um yeah if you don't trust the motives of the people right who are making the change then you're going to be avoiding that change and resisting it so what do we do for that so i think i think again communicate communicating asking questions of those who you see as people that have more either more knowledge about the change or have some you know that are guiding the change um so or that that you've perhaps you're um I mean, this is really, lack of trust really comes from change that is put on you rather than that. that a choice you have to uh, make, right. yeah. And so, um, but it's, it is a reason why we sometimes like try to resist it or avoid it is that we don't trust it. And so asking questions really is the, the main thing and listening to what people have to say. Try to trust the motives. Right. And, or, or not, like, and I'm, I'm not speaking about UVA finance at this point, but I've been in job positions before where I wouldn't have trusted the motives yeah. of, of people leaving change. Yeah. So it definitely is something that you have to think through and do some due diligence and questioning and fact-finding on. Yeah. And so um, so I think we should talk about that a little bit more in another yep. podcast. But another reason that people fear or resist change is that they feel a loss of job security or control. I mean, that's, a, that's almost an ob- obvious thing. If you're yeah. the expert, then you have job security around that and so when something threatens that like a new system or a new job where you're not the expert anymore that can feel a little bit frightening yep and so um, one of the things that I think would help with that is um, be flexible make sure you're increasing your value yeah learn Um, new things or new ways to apply that expertise right just like we said in the who moved my cheese where we said act like somebody is trying to put you out of business or somebody is trying to take your job because they will. And so you really need to increase your value around the work that you do. Um, think about what can do that. So then finally, I, I think there are things like um, manage stress. With change, always comes stress. So think about ways you can manage your stress. Because, you know, just like you were talking about getting things out of your head a bit. Yeah. Like writing it down is mm-hmm. very helpful to keep it from just sort of swirling around. Yeah. And that, messy muck in our heads but Mm -hmm. doing things like you know going for a run or getting outside or just taking time for the things that you enjoy those things also lessen that fear in your head and make you more balanced as a person so you're just not dwelling so much on those fears that you have they make it all they put it in perspective a little bit better yeah and so yeah and then you know the last thing I said in the presentation when I did this was maintain a positive attitude. That's definitely easier said than done sometimes. <laughs> but just um, um, just you know, it's like uh, I used a quote from Maya Angelou in the in the presentation where it says she said, "If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change your attitude." 
I just think that's really good. That is the one thing, as we said, the one thing you can control yep. is your own thoughts about it. You, you can control your response. Mm -hmm. You can't control, even if you choose not to participate, you're not going to control ch other changes happening. Control is an illusion, mm -hmm. except for yourself. Yep. So, any parting thoughts? Um, we've said a lot. I think we've I, said a I lot. I hope and it's been helpful. I hope it's been helpful too, just for people to realize, it was helpful for me when I say people, I'm thinking of myself, it was helpful just to realize again that we, we have similar responses, all of us, even the folks that seem to be the most easygoing and happy and rah-rah about change, we have those feelings of uh, being unsure and uncertain and not quite on board. Everybody responds mm -hmm. with some trepidation about change, even if you've, like you, you've had your 19 bosses and yeah. 1,200 offices. <laughs> you, still, if when it comes up again, it, it's a change and mm -hmm. it's something to be dealt with. It's not like you're ever going to get perfect at it, mm -hmm. but you get better and better as time goes and you start to recognize those patterns of the rewards that come when you go along yeah. and take part in it, engage with it, and, and make it yours. Right, and as much as you um, have documented and thought about the reasons that you would resist change and what you're fearful of and all those things, also keep track of the good things that come with it. Yes. So there, look at the positive side of things. Yep. And so when, when you notice something good that happened as a result of a change, you yep. know, keep we track could, of that too. We could have probably like a whole day recording of all the great things that have happened that, just to us because mm -hmm. of changes at work. Mm -hmm. yep. Th things that you could have never expect. Okay. So anyway, that was um, just a little bit, a snippet of just some thoughts about change. And like Patty said, we'll go into something further soon on that biggie, which is um, trust, trust at the, for those at the top. But for now, we're going to close out. Thank you very much for taking a listen and joining us today. You can read more about what finance is up to and get the latest on finance transformation on the UVA Finance blog at uvafinance.blogspot.com. And if you've got an idea for a podcast or there's something that you'd like us to take on or find a guest or if you know of a good guest, um, please get in touch with Patty or myself. And for now, that's all. Just keep doing good work because what you're doing matters.